Woo, child, what a week, what a week. I hear you. Let's talk about it. Let's do it. What's up? What's up? What's up? Hello, insightful gang. Good evening. Good evening, everybody. Come on into the room. Come on in. Come on in. We hope that you all are doing well out there. And we are back for another episode of your favorite podcast, Insightful Conversations with SNL. So um, for any new viewers or listeners that's out there, allow us to always introduce ourselves. I am your girl, Shaniquia, a.k.a. S. And I am your girl, Lakeisha, a.k.a. L. And we are Insightful Conversations with SNL together. As y'all view this, go ahead and make sure that you hit the like button. Go ahead and subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't done so already. And also make sure that you're following us on all major podcast, podcast platforms because we're on there as well. So, Lakeisha, how have you been doing lately? I've been doing good. Um, it's been a busy couple of weeks. Um, but other than that, I cannot complain. How about yourself? Same here. I've been doing well. Been kind of busy, too. But nonetheless, busy can be good sometimes to keep yes. your mind focused. So it is. Yes. I look at it like that. It's not like to me. In my, for me, I can only speak for myself. It's not been the type of busy, like, you know, woe is me, I'm drained, that type of thing. Um, I am tired physically in a sense, but like I said, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, it's still been, overall, it's been pretty good. Yes, yes, me too. Well, let's go ahead because we got a lot of stuff to unpack in this episode. So let's just get right to it if you're ready. We'll go ahead with what we always start our episodes off with, and that's called Buzzworthy Topics. So, Lakeisha, what's been buzzworthy in your week? Um, well, as you all have, you know, you've heard, um, if you haven't heard, you definitely have saw it. Um, I call it the slap that was heard around the world. Um, and if you do not know who I'm referring to, then you've been kind of under a rock. Yes, um, a big rock. <laughs> Might want to move that rock on over. Yeah, because, I mean, it is all over social media. Um, and the incident that I'm referring to, of course, is none other um, than Will Smith and Chris Rock. So, because what, you know, what did you think about, you know, the situation? Okay, well, let me just say this. I watch the Oscars like from beginning to end and I typically don't watch the Oscars like that, but I was very um, interested in watching it this year because um, Will Packer, yeah. um, basically he produced the whole entire shows. And that was the first time in the Oscars history that a black producer produced the show. Yeah. So I was mainly there to support it for that. 
because that's his story, history in itself. Yeah. Um, and then also they had three women hosts. You know, this mm-hmm. is Women's History Month. Yes. Oh, so shout out to all the women out there for Women's History Month, too, by the way. And the social workers out there because it's social work month, too. OK, I just had to throw that in there. But um, anyway, <laughs> so I was here um, for that altogether. So when I first saw it, I thought it was a publicity stunt. Like I thought I it was too. an act. Yeah. I thought it was an act. Because at first, if you notice, because you know, you know, y'all have seen the clip over and over and over, Will laughed at first. And so I was like, okay. And then I noticed that Jada had a look on her face, like, I'm not here for this. You know, yeah. she kind of rolled her eyes a little bit. And then so next thing I know, the camera, you know, goes back to Chris. And then you just see Will walking up there. Yeah. And he just basically slaps him. Or whatever and again i'm thinking that this is a part of the act and then the way will just walks off did, did like a little george jefferson walk as i like to call it just nonchalant just carefree just walked out and walked back to his um seat and then when i thought when i knew that it was getting real was when he started screaming at him basically you know talking about you know keep my wife's name out your effing mouth and all of that so I was like, oh, wow, this really ain't a joke here. Because yeah. when I watched it, the audio went completely silent. So yeah. I thought that something was wrong with my TV. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then I was just like, okay. Because I clearly could see something was going on and whatnot. But then I saw what Chris had, like this startled look on his face and was kind of like, okay, well, you know, trying to move on, move on or whatever and not let it affect him and stuff like that. And so me, just like everybody else, I didn't really pay attention to nothing else after that. I literally immediately got on my phone and was just Googling, like, to see what's going on. And then, right. of course, you know, social media never fails to deliver. <laughs> you know, people are commenting their thoughts about it and everything like that. And so, yeah, to me, the whole thing is just rather unfortunate. I don't know like what is going on with Will because clearly there's something going on. I don't know if it's related to just the stuff with G, not Jill, excuse me, Jada. Um, you know, there are things that have been going on in their marriage or whatever. I don't know if it's related to the August Alcina stuff, the entanglement issues. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's the pressures of fame. I don't know. But that really hurt me to see him do that. Clearly, I know that this this is not the Will Smith that I've grown up watching. to know, yeah. watch, and love. You know, listening to his music. This this wasn't the Fresh Prince to me. So my first thought was like, "Wow, something must be really going on to have him lash out like that." And I want to say that Chris Rock, kudos to him for being professional and really like not letting it go left. Yeah. Cause it really could have gone a different way. It so, could have. Right. And so I'm glad that it didn't. But to me, I don't know. I'm just a loss of words. I'm still at a loss of words, honestly. Yeah. I was just like you, um, very shocked and stunned. You know, I thought at first, you know, all oh, this can't be real. And then, like you said, you know, I knew it was real. Um, you know, when they were bleeping out what he um was saying and i too was disappointed um in will um 
I understand, you know, as a husband, you standing up for your wife and, um, you know, maybe Chris did not know, um, you know, about Jada suffering um, from hair loss, you know, and or um, alopecia. Um, I just think that there were so many different avenues um, in which he could have addressed uh, mm -hmm. Chris and not necessarily on live television. Um, I really felt like it took away um, from Will Packard's moment. Um, and just really everything to me that was going on that night, because to me, it, it just felt like now this cloud is now over. Yeah, um, dark cloud. Mm -hmm. Over the show. Um, my hat goes off to Chris Rock, because to be honest, I don't know if this was a, another host. You know, I, I kept thinking, like, what if this was Steve Harvey? You know, we all would day you, Yeah, you know, would you have tried them? And the answer it, it, the answer in my head is no. Um, to me, you knew that Chris Rock uh, was not going to respond. Um, and so to me, you took a cheap shot. Um, and so, like I said, I was flabbergasted. I was shocked. I was disappointed uh, in him. However, I was glad to see that, um, that there were um, men such as Mr. Denzel Washington um, and Tyler Perry, um, who did come um, to calm him down and to speak words of encouragement, uh, you know, to him um, and to also to hold him accountable for what he did. Um, I know as of right now, um, I know on yesterday, um, Chris Rock did respond. Um, and of course, you know, all things Chris Rock, um, you know, he made a joke um, about it. Um, they say that his comedy shows, actually, the sales went through the roof. Mm -hmm. um, after this incident, um, most of his comedy shows are now totally sold out. So it actually worked, you know, in his favor, unfortunately, you know, given the circumstances um, and things of that nature. Um, I know the academies, they have now spoken out, you know, saying that they did ask Will to leave the venue um, once he came back to his seat and he refused to do so. Um, and so they are saying that they too could have done more in that moment um, than what they did. Um, consequences are definitely going to abound. I, I think just like the rest of the world, we're just sitting back to see what those consequences may be. And it's, it's just really, really unfortunate because he, he did such a great job in portraying, you know, Serena and Venus he did. Williams' father, um, you know, and to win an Oscar but to know that your image will forever be tainted when it comes to right. this moment, people are not going to remember, you know, you winning an Oscar for the performance that you did. They're going to remember, you know, not only how you treated another human being in, in front of millions and millions of people, but how you treated another black man. You know, when we are sitting up here advocating about our community needs to do a better job when it comes to coming together. So I just really wish that he would have handled that situation um, in a yeah. better fashion than what he did. And I'm just like you, Shaniquia, uh, that was not just over him being disgusted or him being offended right. by Jada. He can say what he wants to say. All of us know when we have pent up frustration and it's, you know, you know, situations on top of situations on top of situations. So um, I'm praying for him. Um, 
But at the same time, I am of the belief, you know, if that was any normal person, just like you and I, Shaniquia, we already know, uh, you know, consequences would have been came down the line. And so I'm a proponent, you know, of that. Do I want to see his Oscar get taken away? Most definitely not. Do I want to see him get banned from the Oscars? I do not. But at the same time, celebrities also have to know that when you are given a platform, you know, sometimes when things are offensive or you don't necessarily agree with them, you have to be the bigger person. And unfortunately, in that moment, he wasn't. Um, and so I hope that, you know, this is not only a learning lesson for him, but for each and every one of us um, who have yet to, to tame um, our anger or our frustrations or just cope with childhood traumas and things of that nature. Um, and we've spoken about this, you know, many times mm -hmm. on our podcast. Uh, mental health is real. Um, yeah. And, and things of that nature. So like I said, I hope that he gets the support. He surrounds himself with loving individuals. Um, and he works through whatever it is that he needs to work through to get on the other end um, of, of this situation. You know, as Denzel Washington told him, you know, as you start to go higher, you know, the devil, he's coming for you. And unfortunately, yeah. in that moment, I mean, we saw it, you know, at the, to me, that at the pinnacle, the height of his career, this is what now you, like I said, people will ever negate with your name. Yeah. And, and like you, like, I, I mainly been thinking about like the mental health aspect yeah. of this because like, you know, I read comments and stuff that because I follow Will on um, Instagram. And so when he released the, uh, you know, the apology, apology. Um, to Chris Rock in particular, um, he turned his comments also, of course, so that people wouldn't necessarily go in on him. And, you know, whether or not you think the apology was genuine or not, or he should apologize to Chris directly, like on video or something um that's not really for us to make that call you know i mean he did apologize um i hate the fact that he's being dragged through the mud and like you said about um you know he gonna be forever remembered for this not the stuff he did prior yeah. to this but just that and that goes back to what we were talking about last season on one of our episodes where we talked about cancel culture it's like people are literally canceling him because of this. I personally don't think that his career is over. I think he'll still continue to like, I think he'll bounce back from this, honestly. It'll probably take some time and some Almost counseling definitely. and stuff like that. But I personally don't think his career is over. Um, like I said, I just feel like there was something deeper that's going Almost on. Almost definitely. And you clearly could tell that from his acceptance speech um you know the crying and stuff and i know people were talking about well how can you go from being angry you know slapping him then crying you know when you did your acceptance speech to partying at an after party you know and stuff like that but from a mental health standpoint sometimes it does take people a while to process yeah everything that happened because you know when you do something like that he might have blacked out you know what i'm saying and was not in his right state of mind yeah. sometimes you know whatever and so maybe it took him some time to really see and be like oh dang i really did mess up you know what i'm saying i really yeah. i really you know embarrassed not only myself but my family my colleagues and and everything like that and then maybe that's when you know it hit him or whatever yeah. 
But like you said, I I do hope that he does get the healing that he needs, that he desperately needs, because there's really something internally going yeah. on. And like I said, you know, I'm I'm praying for them both, him and Craig. I, I agree, cause so, yeah, you know. I agree. So that's just my thoughts about it. Is there anything in your world or anything that has interest you in the past couple of weeks? When yes. it comes to buzzworthy topics. Yes. So I don't know if y'all have heard, but within the next year, there's going to be a human trial um, being done on male birth control pill. So um, I just kind of want to take a little bit of a moment to talk about that. Um, I'm actually here for it. The male birth control pill, honestly. Um I personally feel like as long, you know, as it doesn't have any crazy side effects or whatever, um, I would be here for it. Now, what I will say is I still want my ladies to be responsible and do their part too. Don't just rely on the man and say, oh, you know, baby, I got the pill, you know, we good or whatever, because, you know, and I'm not trying to like diss anybody or whatever, but sometimes people don't be honest. Yeah. When it comes to stuff, and I don't want that to be a situation where you're tricked into having unprotected sex, you know, and um, and he, you know, the man goes raw in you or whatever, and then you end up pregnant. So both need to be safe, is what I'm trying to say. But I would, I would be here for it. I would be here for it. So, what you think? Um, very interesting. Um, I would definitely want to hear more information, um, about it. Um, especially, you know, when they do like the human trials, like what were like, you know, what are the side effects, whether the side effects are short-term, long-term, um, also my thing is, would men be willing, um, to take a pill? Um, and if so, um, you know, how long is this appeal that they take, you know, once a day, every couple of days, you know, before the act takes place, like, um, you know, what are the, the, the directions or instructions uh, when it comes to administering this pill um, and things like that. And just like you spoke of, just making sure at the end of the day, both parties are responsible um, for their own health because you only get one body. Mm -hmm. um, and so. Um, although there are already, you know, various forms of birth control out there uh, for females, uh, like you said, not necessarily just leaving it up to the guy um, and vice versa. Even the men not necessarily believing 100 percent, you know, what your partner uh, may have to say about um, protecting um, themselves. So just making sure that both parties are fully aware um of consequences that go you know that goes into when we decide to be intimate uh with somebody um so like i said i would just want to just learn more information um about about it before i could i could buy into something like like that yeah okay yeah but that was pretty much all i had so Okay, we can go ahead and conclude this segment and we can go ahead and get into the episode, which we hope that you enjoy. We call this 
red flag, green flag, a look at unhealthy and healthy relationships. So this topic, um, there's so many ways that you can kind of go with this, but because um, obviously you know that when you think of relationships, you know, it's always different types of relationships. It's not just necessarily romantic. You know, you got friendships, you got um, professional relationships, you know, coworkers or whatever, um, things of that nature. But um, primarily for this episode, we really wanted to focus more on like the romantic relationships. So just kind of give you some, um, some of our thoughts about what we consider to be unhealthy relationships versus healthy relationships. And, you know, uh, we are going to throw in some celebrity um, couples in there just to kind of illustrate a little bit about, um, you know, in terms of what is perceived to be unhealthy right. relationships and healthy relationships, because, right. you know, people may differ on what they think <laughs> a celebrity relationship may represent. So we just want to put that out there too. Um, just in case if you don't think that, you know, this person is healthy or unhealthy, mm -hmm. you know, that is what is perceived based off what we see. OK, so how we want to go ahead and get started with the discussion. Let's talk about the definition of okay. you know, toxic and or toxicity. You know, okay. What does that all entail when you hear that word? Like what comes to mind? Because that varies. For each and every individual well for me when i hear like toxic i think of something that's just not i think of something that's just not good for me something that is not healthy in terms of whether it's like um physical mm. or emotional or you know mental or psychological it's something that is not conducive to my well-being Gotcha. And so that's that's what I think about when I hear the word toxic. The visual that comes to my mind, because I've been thinking about this quite for some time. Um, it reminds me or when I think of that word as though something is like sucking all of my life, all of the energy um, out of me. It's sucking my positivity. It's sucking out my joy, my peace, my happiness. And instead of adding to what I've already bring to the table and us building together, um, in actuality, it's taking away uh, from the very essence of who I am. So that's what I think of when that word, like I said, from a visual stance, uh, kind of like a leech, just sucking you, just sucking you dry of all the beautiful things that, you know, you were created to be. Right. Right. Exactly. And I know, like, if we look at unhealthy relationships, you know, I always think about like, you know, two people that's in a relationship and thinking about maybe like some lack of respect, lack of communication, you know, yeah. something that's just not like you said, it's not cohesive. It's not. Mm -hmm. um it's it's nothing really positive, so yeah. to speak. It, it, it's it's just something that you know, like you said, like sucking the life out of you almost. And you know, um, unhealthy relationships definitely can look different 
in, yeah. from certain people, you know, whether it could be like controlling behavior mm-hmm. or if it could be like verbal abuse mm-hmm. or, you know, physical abuse or something like that, insecurities, yeah. jealousy, you know, like there's so many different examples of what that could look like. Yeah. So what about with you when you think of unhealthy relationships? So same thing like you, I think of uh, belittling. You know, putting somebody down constantly. And I'm not, I'm not talking about a joke, you know, here or there. Um, we all joke around sometimes with our loved ones. Um, and, you know, for the most part, if you've, you know, built a, a fairly good relationship with somebody, you know when they're coming for you versus when, you know, y'all are just in up here and playing um, around. But like I said, somebody that's constantly, you know, putting you down, maybe they're talking about your appearance. They're talking about, uh, your weight. They're talking about your cooking uh, skills um, and so on and so forth. Um, like you talked about, Shaniquia, uh, one of the biggest things that come to my mind is manipulation. Mm-hmm. So somebody that's very possessive, very controlling um, of your time. They want to know who you with, you know, when you coming home, what it is that you're wearing. Why are you talking to X, Y, and Z? Um, you know, why you got to be at this location for this amount of time with these people? Uh, and things like that. Um, something or be else. looking at, or be looking at your car and the amount of miles yeah. that, you, <laughs> that it take real. you to get. Like, uh, uh-uh, this is certain amount of miles from my from our house to you know your job. Yeah. Like, where else you be going? You know, yeah. just stuff like that. Yeah, that is real. Even isolation, because I yeah. think that's something too that a lot of us don't necessarily think about. But if you have somebody. You know, let's say that you are very close, you know, with your family. Maybe you're the type of individual, you know, you are keeping in contact, you know, with your parents, whether that's, um, you know, daily or a couple of days throughout the week and so on and so forth. You know, when your family gets together, you're usually there. And if they know that you can't, then there's really like a, a substantial reason. But if it's becoming to the point where your appearances are becoming quite infrequent, um, and things of that nature, this person is telling you, you know, you don't necessarily need your family, you know, me and you got each other, um, you know, we're going to build our own family. Once again, that's something that you need to take a look at because anybody that loves you and truly wants the best for you, like I said, if anything, they're going to add to what you already have going on, not necessarily take away, especially like I said, if your family is a part or an entity in, in your life that brings you joy, that brings you peace. Um, and things like that. So, um, both men and women, we definitely have to be aware. Like I said, if you have somebody in your life and they're just trying to have you all to themselves and don't necessarily want you around anybody else, red flag. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And I like how you brought up about isolation and just to kind of look at that from a different way. Um, I was going to say like avoidance too, is a a really big characteristic of, of, um, unhealthy relationships. For the simple fact is when you think of a relationship, you think about open communication and Mm -hmm. things like that. And then um, let's say you don't have that in the relationship and the person avoids communication altogether. It's very passive aggressive, if Mm -hmm. you will, in terms of their responses. That can be considered unhealthy, too, because it's it's kind of like and and even a form of manipulation. (laughs) You know, because it's just like, you know, um, well, I'm just not going to share how you how I'm feeling. Or whatever because i just don't want to and i don't have to right you know like like kind of like that when knowing okay well if we are trying to 
really, you know, make this relationship work yeah. and, and, and it come together, then mm -hmm. we're going to have to have some form of communication. I, it can't be just one sided. Exactly. Exactly. And when you brought that up, once again, visual, I'm a visual person. What comes to mind? Like I think about like when you meet somebody like in the, the like the first phases of getting to know somebody like y'all are dating, that type of thing. And um, usually at some point, y'all have a conversation about your past, especially about exes and things of that nature. So if you've got a person that is avoiding having those type of conversations or before you can even get it out, you know, they shutting down a conversation. Um, right then and there, once again, that's something that you definitely need to look um, into because not necessarily that we have to dwell on what it is that we've been through, but I think it's healthy that you process and you understand um, and you share out like, hey, maybe what it is, it, even if you don't want to really go in necessarily into details um, about what happened, you know, with you and your ex just sharing what it is that you even maybe even learned, you know, yeah. from that particular, mm -hmm. you know, phase of your life. So um, I like that you brought that you brought that up because. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank You're you. You're welcome. <laughs> and I also want to bring up about codependency, too, because that's oh, a real big one as big. well. Like in a relationship. It's two people. Yes. Yep. Um, but they're coming together, but they're also two individual people. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of times in relationships, it can get enmeshed a lot of times yeah. because it's just like, okay, well, you know, we got to be up under each other, yeah. like all the time. Well, no, you don't. I mean, I know it's nice and it's it feels good. And, you know, who doesn't want to spend time with Bay and be with him all the time? But you also have to have a level of independence too, like not only for yourself, but for friends, for yeah. family. And if you see that that is happening, where it's like, I can't live without this person or like this person completes me and all this mm. stuff like that, that um that could be a red flag too yeah because again yes it's a relationship with two people but it's two individual people yeah. too so you still have to have your life intact yeah oh yeah oh yeah i agree because i agree um i would say especially from the female context um a lot of times especially if it's our very first relationship Mm -hmm. um, or for whatever reason, you know, we fall, um, for our partner, um, a lot of time due to insecurity. Cause to me, yeah. that's where that comes from is a place of you not feeling, um, like you are worth, um, what you're necessarily taking on or, and, or putting up with. Um, and so you just, you're just dealing and going through the motions, um, during that time. Um, and so, I feel like at the end of the day, we got to get a grasp. We got to get a hold um, of our insecurity so that we don't become codependent um, on our partner and we don't lose ourselves in our relationship. That's what I feel like a lot of times we get in these relationships and what we enjoy doing as a single individual, mm -hmm. you know, well, and I mean, that can be a plethora of things that could be you reading. That could be you spending time with your homegirls or homeboys. Um, you sewing, you knitting, you playing football, basketball, 
um, et cetera, we, some of us, not all, um, we tend to, you know, just let those activities kind of just fall by the wayside when we get in a relationship. And so it goes back to what Shaniqua um, says, um, in order for you to have a healthy uh, purpose-filled relationship, um, that goes back to you knowing yourself. Um, two, we can't be with our partners at all times, y'all. I mean, we're adults. We got things going on. We're working. Some of us have children. Some of us are taking care of elderly parents. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you're in the community, giving back to the community um, and so on and so forth. So there's got to be a delicate balance uh, when it comes to us sharing our time, sharing our space uh, with our partner and doing it in a, in a way, like I said, that it's not um, you're not putting all that pressure just right. on um, one person. And then, op you know, the, the complete opposite, that person's not necessarily putting all that pressure um, on you. Uh, because like I said, they've done the work before they came into the relationship. Exactly. So I think it's time to give a celebrity example <laughs> of uh, what might what, be. What kind of example, healthy or unhealthy? Well, well, unhealthy since we're talking about unhealthy right now. Um, so who do you think is based off our criteria, not well, I'm going to say criteria, definition and what we've talked about in terms of what unhealthy relationship looks like, who do you feel that you think of that might look like that? Oh, several celebrities come to mind and some of these individuals, some of you all may know if you're a little bit younger, you may not know who it is that I'm talking about. Um, one couple in particular, I think about um, uh, Lamar Odom and um, Chloe. Chloe. Chloe Kardashian. Okay. Um, to me, that was a very toxic um, relationship. I even think about, you know, even her with Tristan. Oh, definitely um, her with Tristan. Um, as being toxic as well. Um, I know the first time as a young person, when I say young, I'm talking about in my teenage years. Um, when I felt like I had a clear example of a celebrity couple, I don't know if you remember when Mike Tyson and Robin Gibbons. Okay. Yeah. You went together. way back. Yeah. <laughs> but you remember that, that uh -huh. kind of played out in the media, you know, with, you know, with DV and, uh, you know, things like that. So those would be some of the examples. I mean, I mean, there's a whole lot more. We all know that. Yeah. Um, I even think about Rihanna and Chris Brown when they were dating, you know, and that whole incident, you know, when he put his hands, um, on her. So there are so many different, you know, examples when it comes to celebrities. Yeah. What about yourself? Well, I, well, you actually already said the one I was thinking about, I was thinking about, um, definitely Chloe and Tristan. Okay. Um, because, again, I'm looking at this from a mental health standpoint, you know, Chloe was always personal, my personal favorite out of the Kardashian the clan. Okay. Yes. And um, and the reason for that was because Chloe, to me, I felt like she came across as being very strong-willed, you know, very independent, don't take no kind of mess type of chick, you know what I'm saying? And I liked it that about her. 
She would always be the one that would step in, you know, whenever Kim and Courtney had problems in their relationships or whatever, you know, she would be the voice of reason for them. Gotcha. Basically, like, you know, you don't have to put up with this. Right. But then it's like somewhere along the line, she seemed to become the opposite of who she was before. And I don't know if that had something to do with previous, you know, not so good relationships. Maybe it could have been Lamar. Cause I know she's been in a lot of relationships where um, men have cheated on her. Obviously we know that's what happened with Tristan. Right. Um, you know, he's cheated on her multiple times, but I think for me, what really just makes it toxic and unhealthy is the fact that, you know, you clearly see that this guy really doesn't care about you in the yeah. way that he portrays you know what i'm yeah. saying because if he did i mean he would not continue to disrespect you over and over and over and over again you know what yeah. saying having a baby well i don't know if they was together when he had the baby but you know but still having you know another child with someone else and then you know um the whole situation with kylie's best friend and I yeah. think Jordan is her name and how, you know, Chloe kind of lashed out at her for breaking yeah. up the family, but didn't really hold Tristan accountable. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Which that's a whole nother thing in itself where that bothers me when women get upset with the other one, you know, and not the man, but that's a whole nother for another day. But um, that and then, you know, just like you don't feel like you deserve yeah. better. You know what I'm saying? So to me, that would be what I see as unhealthy. I agree. I agree. And when, and along with that example, one of my, a celebrity that I really, really love. I remember I started following her um, when uh, she she started her career doing MTV. For those of us that are eighty babies, um, were raised in the nineties. Is Lala Anthony. Oh, yeah. Um, I think, you know, with her and Carmelo, the up and down, you know, like you said, the constant affairs, uh, the cheating, even bringing, like you said, other children um, into their relationship and, 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 and things like that. And it's just like you look at, uh, you know, these women and, you know, from the outside, we're looking at, you know, for, you know, outwardly from a physical stance, you know, you're a very attractive um, person, I'm, I'm pretty sure there's, you know, a hot, a lot more individuals out there trying to shoot their shots um, at you all and would be willing um, to do right um, by you. But for whatever reason, you are stuck, you know, in some shape, form or sense when it comes to this person. And once again, um, it's not a put down because um, once again, some of us, I can speak from personal experience. I've been there, done that. Um, and things like that. And once again, it boils down to insecurity, um, self-worth, like you said, Shaniquia, uh, not only feeling, but also knowing that you are deserving. You are deserving of love. You are deserving of monogamy. You are deserving of respect. But at the same time, if you don't display that and you don't hold people accountable for that, and you allow people to con continuously to mistreat you, then what does that say about you? Right. So we have to take accountability in situations um, like that if we don't necessarily want to see ourselves 
um, continuously repeating that cycle in the future. Great point. Great point. And I just, like I said, I just kind of hope just Chloe just yeah. finds herself and just kind of works through, you know, whatever it is that she might be dealing with that makes her feel like, you know, she has to accept this type of, you know, because it's a form of abuse, you know, I mean, yeah, it, it I mean, it really is. And, you know, he may not have been physically abusive to her, but, you know, like still like yeah. that, that does cause harm and it, and it makes oh, yeah. you and it makes you go into future relationships with lack of trust, mm -hmm. you know, like you said, the insecurities and whatnot. And it's, it's a continued cycle. So just want better. You want better. Honestly. Like seriously, I mean, seriously, just want better, but she got to want better. She got to want better. I personally want this. I personally want to see the Chloe that she was when they first came on the scene. That's what I would yeah. like to see back. Yeah. But like you said, she has got to want that for herself and mm -hmm. not only want that because we can sit up here and speak that all day, but also what are you doing um, in order to make that your reality? You know, what steps are you taking um, and things like that to become a better version of you? Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So when it comes to healthy, let's, let's, let's flip over to the opposite side. Are there any individuals, whether in your personal life um, or when it comes to celebrities that you feel um, are great examples of when it comes to, you know, the displays of healthy relationships? Yes. Um, one couple that comes to mind for me is our former first lady and president, Barack Obama and Michelle. Yes. I think for me they embody what I believe to be a healthy, you know, marriage relationship or whatever. Um, the fact that they're always supporting of one another, it's like they always have each other's back. You know, he always speaks so highly of her, complimenting her, you know, really showing her and she showing him that, you know, I love you. Like, I respect you. I honor you. You know what I'm saying? Um, and that's one of the things that I've always admired about um, their marriage, you know, because, you know, as far as we know, there hasn't been any infidelity and stuff, you know, and the fact that they give us just enough, but they still, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. But it's still private. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and that's yeah. the thing that's important. Yeah. Like, we didn't even touch on that. But like, I don't need to know everything, all the nooks and crannies of your relationship, relationship. or marriage, which kind of bothers me when people overshare on social media. I know I'm on a tangent right now, and that's not really what we're talking about, but it really did make me think about that, you know, because it's just like it's overkill. Like, yeah, it something needs to be kept sacred. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I was saying, like with with Michelle and and, and Barack, they give us just enough, just enough, <laughs> just enough. And you didn't go off on a tangent because that's a great point, because when we do overshare, we're right. sharing every moment, every second, you know, right. every detail, every event that's going on to our lives. Now you are susceptible because you've opened that door to exactly. other people's opinion. So you can't necessarily get upset 
when people comment exactly. you know, against what it is that you're doing. Once exactly. again, you put it out there. Right. So, and yeah, it, I, I definitely agree with you because you didn't go off on a 10. That was a very, very good point. <laughs> that, it, there, there's there's secrecy in privacy. Right. And then not to mention, I'm invested at this point. You've got yes. me involved in social media. So I need to know everything that happens. I want to know like what happened in the breakup, like how y'all got this one. I want to know all of that. No, don't don't keep us hanging. Yeah. You let us know about everything else. Mm -mm. I yeah. want to hear everything. I want to see everything. So, yeah. So they would be mine. It'd be yours. Mm -hmm. Okay. 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 What about what you? When I think of a celebrity example of a healthy relationship, I think of Denzel Washington and his Walt and his wife, uh, Pauletta. Um, Denzel always, just like uh, former President Barack Obama, speaks very highly um, of his wife. Um, for those of you all that follow um, Denzel, whether, you know, with his career and things of that nature, um, him and his wife have been married, I want to say over 35 years and counting. Um, and so to say the least, I'm pretty sure they've been, you know, they've seen the good, bad and the ugly, not only of each other, but just I can only imagine just the conversations of even how much this world um, has changed while them, you know, growing together um, and things like that. And Denzel is just like, um, former President Barack Obama and Michelle, we don't necessarily hear a lot about, you know, what goes on, um, you know, in the confines of their marriage. Uh, but you do know when they do step out and a lot of times you're going to see his wife, you know, on red carpet events when he's premiering movies or when he's out in the community um, giving back and things um, like that. You can see, you can feel the love. You can see the respect um that he has for his wife but also the respect that she also has uh for Denzel um as well so that would be my example one of my examples um of a of a healthy relationship from a celebrity stance yeah I think that's a good one because I yeah I had thought about them too because I think in terms of like Denzel and Pauletta I feel like Aren't they, don't they have like a record in Hollywood as like being like the longest running um, couple or something? I, I I, between, I'm not trying to be funny when I no, say no, that. I th yeah, I think like, between them and Samuel L. Jackson yeah, and his wife. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's another one too. Yeah. Samuel L. Jackson and his wife. What is his wife's name? I do not can't remember her. I name. can't remember her name. But um, yeah, that's another one. Yeah. Too. Very healthy. Um marriage you yeah. know like i said you know they basically what we're trying to say here is what we're looking at is that you know a mutual respect is there mutual respect mutual love um just you're still able to be individuals but you complement each other well very nicely you know yeah. you're not belittling each other in public and sharing personal stuff that's going on in y'all marriage you know, um, like all of that. You're not sending subliminal messages, exactly. you know, um, or these cryptic posts on Instagram and or Facebook. Right. Right. Um, you all are able um, to sit down because although, like I said, what we may perceive as being healthy is not to say that once again, none of these couples have not had any problems or issues, guys. We all know relationships right. um, have their ups and downs. But at the end of the day, it takes those 
those individuals that are involved in that relationship to want to see it move forward, um, you know, in as healthy as, as a way as possible. Um, and also I appreciate them setting the examples, not only for their own families, uh, but like I said, for those of us um, who are, you know, on the outside looking in so that we can also, you know, if you want to, like I said, you know, take in some lessons and, and things of that nature. My thing is you're never too old um, and you're definitely never too young um, to learn. Uh, like I said, to be, you know, a better version of you. And so uh, once again, these are just Shaniqua and I's opinions. We all know that there are plenty of other individuals out there um, that we can share about. We also have individuals. I know I have individuals in my family that I look up to um, who do a great job um, when it comes to displaying what healthy um, relationships and or marriages um, look like. Um, and so, like I said, hopefully, you know, with the green flags, as well as the red flags that we've shared uh, in this particular episode, you all are able to glean and not only pull information uh, for yourself, but also if you see somebody, especially somebody that um, is involved in a toxic um, relationship, that you will be able to see those signs and or symptoms and then be able to assist them. Um, if possible, and if not you, to get them to somebody else who can. And I, that's a great point. And I also want to say, you know, just because you may have been involved in a toxic relationship or unhealthy relationship before, that doesn't mean that that always has to be your outcome. Amen. I mean, you know, use that as an opportunity for one heal through that really like work through and yeah. process like well what what happened what is going on with me that i'm attracting this type of person this type of you know lifestyle that is you know feeding and i'm feeding into this or whatever and then you know so do the necessary work there we are big components on doing the work okay you know what i'm saying like and we've said this time and time again you know if you need to talk to somebody a professional person feel free to do that talk to a therapist if you if you don't feel comfortable talk to a therapist if you want to talk to like a pastor or something like talk to somebody you know yeah. that can, so you can really get some perspective on a life coach or something, you know, where you can get perspective on like some, some things that you really need to work out internally within yeah. yourself. Um, so like I said, this doesn't always have to be how you be in relationships. You know what I'm saying? And don't be hard on yourself if you once was in a toxic, you know, relationship or whatever, because I mean, I mean, honestly, you know, I kind of feel like probably there's been a little bit of toxic relations in probably everybody's, you know, relationship. It may not have been as severe as some people, you know, but I mean, that's just something that you can really learn and grow from. So you can turn a red flag into a, green, a green flag, flag. You if sure you can. will. Yeah, you sure Remember can. that you can. It's never too late to do that. You're absolutely correct, cuz. I like that. I mean, you I mean, you really can do that. I mean, it does take work though, and it does take um really digging deep. And I think a lot of times people don't necessarily want to do that because it feels uncomfortable. Like, it's let's uncomfortable. just be honest. I mean, it, it is. Two, a lot of us don't want to take the time to be alone. 
Some of oh, us yeah, have forever definitely. been in relationships. And so you're used to always, you know, sharing your space with another individual. And so when it comes time for the singleness, the singlehood to kick in, it's just like, mm -mm, I don't want this. I don't want to have to deal with this. And like I said, if you don't necessarily take out time to heal, once again, you are, you're going to forever be repeating those cycles. Um, unfortunately, if you have children as well, you could even be teaching them unconsciously or subconsciously that that's the way, you know, that you should allow people to treat you. Um, and so you got to take out the time uh, to heal and know that it's not punitive. It's not a punishment. Um, just like we invest in our education, mm -hmm. um, just like we like to sit up here and we invest in stocks and bonds and real estate and so on and so forth. First and foremost, we have to invest in ourselves. Mm -hmm. We got to put that same energy, that same time, that same effort in to us in order to see better outcomes, not only for ourselves, but for our future generations attached to us. Yeah. And also make sure not to overshare yeah. <laughs> social media. No, seriously, like yeah. really protect. Protect yourself. Pr protect, protect your relationship. Protect like yourself. seriously. Like everybody doesn't have to know your business. Everybody don't have to know. Everybody don't want to know. Mm -hmm. And then there are some people out there that do want to know. And all they're going to do is take it and take advantage of you. Mm -hmm. So you got to be careful. You got to be careful. Yeah. Be very careful. Be smart about it. Because we would like to see a lot more healthy relationships. Okay. Amen. Amen. We want, we want to see more of that. So in order to be in a healthy relationship, you got to be healthy yourself. Exactly. All right. But like Lakeisha said, we really do hope that y'all um, really gain some um, some good nuggets from this episode because this this is an important topic. And, you know, um, just thinking about like what we talked about in terms of unhealthy and in healthy relationships, it just made me think like, yeah, like we really you know should have a conversation more about this because, you know, not just for the month of October when it's domestic violence, you know, what I'm saying? Yeah. like it, it should be, you know, really like an ongoing, you know, um, conversation because I mean, it is important because you really could be not only helping yourself, but helping somebody else. Yeah. Too. And the way this kind of came up for those of you all that may be asking, like, how do we even get started on this topic? Um, I was sharing with Shaniquia, uh, was having a conversation recently with some of my students, but I not even just with them. I've just I'm a big observer of people um, and just hearing conversations where toxic relationships are becoming the norm. Um, you know, and I've heard out of people mouth, you know, you know, Lakeisha, or as my students call me, Mama Brown or Miss Brown, you know, there ain't nothing wrong with a little negativity, you know, in a relationship. That's what you need to keep things spiced up. And to say the least, like, that was very, very alarming. It is very, very alarming. Um, because if, especially our young people and younger generations are thinking that this is normal, you know, and but yet you're looking at healthy attributes in a relationship and thinking that that's weird. You know, where are we going? You know, what is it that we're going to have to give back um, to the next generation? And even for those that may even be hoping for and desiring 
um, those health, those type of healthy relationships. Uh, we don't necessarily want them to get bogged down because of the craziness and the evilness and just the backwards thinking of some people when it mm -hmm. comes to this particular um when it comes to this particular topic so um you know we hope that y'all have learned something and that y'all will take something back um not only for yourselves but truly um and honestly share it um with somebody especially like i said if you know that they are involved in an unhealthy situation true true okay well it seems like we are kind of we've kind of given our final thoughts about the um the topic at hand so yes. um we always like to end our episode with some type of insightful moment a nugget or you know something that's just you know really inspirational and profound for our viewers and listeners out there so and we do have a submission it's from um rachel she's one of our um listeners and viewers and she basically wrote a poem but we're going to share an excerpt from the poem and um it's called holy spirit whisper and basically um part of the poem it says holy spirit you are only a whisper away when all around there is chaos you alone are my stay when the way looks too rough the mountain too high you alone lord hear my desperate cry i, I thought like that was beautiful that. i, I like thought that, that was beautiful thank you so much for sharing that rachel and i know that touched me and i really hope that listening to that touch you all as well who's out there listening and watching so and i think it really ties into this episode <laughs> i love how a lot of our insightful moments that we have when we have submissions that yeah. they tie into the topic no seriously yeah, they do they do <laughs> they do so, so i always i think that that's um really good so thank you again for sharing that and just so y'all know that if you all ever want to um submit an insightful moment you can do so um all you have to do is go go to our basic um our uh, NMA facebook page and so um i'll go ahead and put the information up there like i always do you can like and follow us on facebook and instagram our username is at insight convo wsl and like I said before, in the beginning of the episode, please don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. And for all of those who like to listen rather than watch, you can listen to us on all major podcast platforms. So check us oh, out there. Yeah. So if you, yes. So if you want to like, um, you know, give us feedback from this episode or, you know, possible topics you would like for us to discuss or even guests that y'all want us to have on feel free to um email us too our email address is insightfulconversations37 at gmail.com so definitely make sure you can hit us up that way too all right so did you have anything else Kakesha? nothing else because okay well i didn't have anything either but um until next time we enjoyed talking with you all and we hope that y'all stay safe out there and y'all just be blessed take care insightful game
All right. Peace. Peace.